hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Girls with Dogs. My name is Kimberly. I'm the blogger behind Keep the Tail Wagging. Stop looking at me. <laughs> I'm the blogger behind Keep the Tail Wagging, and I'm here with my dear friend, Kathy, the blogger behind Groovy Golden Doodles, and we are here to talk about our dogs. I decided I'm going to hold hold it like a microphone. I was trying to figure out why you were holding it like you were some radio announcer from 1954. I know, because I, I like it like this. I took your picture. So, <laughs> and we're going to put that up because just, this is, hold it up again. This is just so perfect. <laughs> yes, I got another one. Okay. Hey, I'm, you know, usually you go, hey, how are you? And I go, I'm good. I am exhausted. I got to share my morning because it's all dog related, right? Uh-huh. So we're going to dive into, um, you know, little McNasty, <laughs> AKA Harley um, in a few minutes, but it has a lot to do with him. So I, he needed a bath and I think I have a pretty good plan, but my plan right now is to try to do this myself. And, and I told my friend, I think I may be tapping into um, an undisclosed talent that I don't know I have. I always tell you when I'm trying to minister to you privately, and I tell you, God puts people, events, and circumstances mm-hmm. in your path to follow your destiny. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm going to be going to Westminster grooming yeah. you know, <laughs> dogs as my next profession when I'm 70. I'm just saying that I'm not afraid and and we'll get into why I'm not afraid because of the support that we've gotten. Mm -hmm. But this morning I got up and I said, okay, I'm going to go ahead and um, groom McNasty, take him to the really nice do-it-yourself dog wash. Um, When I came downstairs with him this morning, he was running around like an antelope, Mm -hmm. just shaking his head. And I thought he was just happy. Well, he was happy, but I looked at his ears and they were inflamed like a stop sign. Ooh. I said, what the hell happened? Because this is not his thing. He does not get ear infections. So I know that Dr. Craig in her um, practice, her private practice, has Saturday hours. So I drove all the way out there and let her do um, a bacterial, you know, whatever they call it, Scientology thingamajiggy <laughs> to find out what was growing in his ears mm-hmm. um, to then say, yep, let me have to give you some drops. I know you don't want to use medication, but you're going to have to use it today. Um, so now I'm putting 10 drops of uh, special ear gunk in both mm-hmm. ears and massaging it. And he'll be feeling much better in a couple of days. Now I come all the way back. Okay. Mm-hmm. To find out that the Father's Day gift that I had bought Lee that I can now bring into the house because he wasn't home is already sitting in his closet. So then we go all the way back to exchange it. Then I go to the dog wash. I had to beg the dog wash people to please let me use their employee only bathroom because there's no way now I can leave Harley like in the car. It's 92 degrees and run into a McDonald's and use the restroom. 
And if I get back there and I start running the water, well, you know what's going to happen. So now I get ready to wash Harley. um, And then we come back home and we sit outside and we air dry. And I looked up and it was two o'clock. I started this crap at like 915 and I am exhausted, but happy to be here and happy to talk to you. I'm happy to talk to you as well. My day wasn't as adventurous. The only thing I did today was um, I made the dog's breakfast and I took pictures of it because it's going to be a video. I'm trying to build up my YouTube channel. And so I'm trying to get into the habit of posting a video each day, just a small, short one, someone between like three and five minutes. You and me both, because I'm going to start for those groovy golden doodle people and people who don't watch um, groovy golden doodles on YouTube. I'm going to start putting the podcasts on there as well Mm -hmm. so that it makes it just easier for people to go ahead and and flip to and listen to but um so breakfast was interesting was it colorful pretty you Uh, excited I mean it, it wasn't a big deal I'm trying out a new food from a company called we feed raw and so I had a part of their bowl was that food in the middle was um lightly scrambled eggs so they're still um runny and yes. I mix in fresh thyme and fresh sprouted broccoli or broccoli sprouts. And so make that in the middle. And then on the other side is the food that I made them. So I'm at the end of that in the container. So I put that in the middle and took a picture. It's not I, my, my bowls aren't as pretty as other people's bowls. I did get a tongue lashing last Wednesday. Why? Um, Jax is overweight. <laughs> so, um, we our desserts have really been kind of boring, you know, no dairy whip right now. And I am pushing back on some of the veggies with the exception of the green beans, but not every day. Yeah. Um seeing some results with the wind pro. Nice. So I'm nice. I'm liking that. I haven't really blogged about it yet, but I will. And um yeah, we're just, you know, moving along. She did say that she was looking for Harley's, um, wants me to make an appointment for him. He's due for one in July. So I don't think I'm going to go before then. Mm -hmm. Um, She said, I can see that he's a little unsteady on his feet. And um, she said, but I don't, you know, want you to panic. I just really want to sit and give him a thorough physical. And I'm thinking, yeah, you will in July because you got all my money in June. (laughs) Um, But no, he's not scheduled for a a physical until July. Um, I don't know if you've seen these shoes that are called, um, I want to call them wellies. They're, they're like Crocs for dogs. Huh. So I'm going to reach out to them um, and as always, see if they want a, a product review. But then if not, at the end of the day, I'm just going to buy them because this is what they're really meant to do. Give dogs like Harley balance. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, it's been 17 straight days of 90 degree weather. Mm-hmm. They're not able to take a decent walk. We have to just run around the block, pee, poop, and come back in. Yeah. So if they had, and they look like Crocs, they're really adorable. Um, I'll send you the link. If we had those on, then we could take a longer stroll early in the morning and later on the evening. But the temperature of concrete does not go away just because the sun goes down Mm -hmm. it stays hot and that's a lot to ask a dog to do um so yeah so i'm looking forward to to doing that yeah 
That's my world. I um came across it was a, in an email that I got, and it was for an event where it's like a live or something like that. But I actually didn't attend it. Um, but it was for a new supplement, and so oh. I went to the website. And it's all natural. It's supposed to be, they call it, you know, reverse aging or anti-aging type of supplement. It's good. It's a gut supplement. So I got a free, it's not a free sample, but I got a sample. And um, I'm, I started that today with three of the dogs. It's high in antioxidants. And I need to talk to um, Scout's holistic vet when she gets back from her trip before I can begin adding it to his diet. Because some people feel that antioxidants um, protect cancer cells as well as the healthy cells. So I don't want to add something to his diet that's going to um, deter or, you know, his his treatment. But I started it with the other dogs. But the reason why I bring it up is because guess what the regular price of this supplement is? Well, see, I don't know. Yeah. You know, when people do that, you got to give me a little more information. Like, is it a pill? Is it a chew? How it's, a pa- it's a powder. It's all natural, mostly organic, tons of, you know, different vegetables and stuff in it. Um, and <clears throat> it's like a freeze dried powder. And so eight ounces, 12 ounces. Oh, oh, I should, I should go and look. I can't remember how much it was supposed to be. So maybe well, I'm just going to tell you 60, $80. I think it's like $79. Holy cow. How long do you think it'll last you? That's what I need to, you know, that's the what I need to look into because it's like a lot of people are like, no, that's just ridiculous. I'm not paying for that. And I get it. And if it were like something where it was only eight ounces, I'm right there with you. Nope. But I need to go and look. I can't remember how much is in there. However, it also depends on how much you need to add, because I know that a lot of these things have serving amounts on it, but I don't necessarily follow the serving amounts because my thought is that Sometimes these serving amounts are meant for a sick dog or a dog that's really deficient in certain areas. And I think my dogs are very healthy and they're getting so much support with their diet and other things. So I don't always add the full amount. I also don't believe that every dog is the same. So what may work for one dog at a certain amount, less would work for another dog. So anyway, I'm starting low and I'll slowly build as I see differences. And because I, I spend 200 bucks on my dog's CBD oil, but that CBD oil lasts me about four or five months. So I don't mind spending the money on it. If it only lasted me a month or two weeks, I wouldn't really be interested in it. So, so it'll be interesting to see. So today, what are you looking at? I'm looking at this picture that I'm about to send you because I, I found the shoes. They're called, um, oh, damn it, Wag Wellies. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to make sure that I sent that to you. But the picture that I'm sending you, it just, it sums up nail, bullseye nail in the head of how much freaking fun we have talking to each other. <laughs> the two of us. I'm laughing. So that's what I was looking at. <laughs> All right. Let's so, get into our subject. Today. Yes. Last week, we talked about your grooming incident um, with Harley. And we got a comment on that video that led to me um, <laughs> leaving a what we not going to do response. And that wasn't even enough. After three paragraphs, I, I had to do a live. 
and just let it all out. And my Southern accent came out and I was born and raised in the Pacific Northwest. So I only have a Southern accent occasionally. It's those roots. It's those yes, roots. Well, it's because I grew up with a mom from the South. All her friends were from the South. And so I had a Southern accent until I was 12 years old. Yeah. And then I had to work to get rid of it. But when I get real angry, it comes out. It's funny when um, Johan and I were first dating, uh, I was, I had also just, had just bought a, my first condo and we were at the movies and somebody, I don't remember like what part of the um, process, like what vendor during when you're purchasing, she started calling me because she hadn't been paid. And so she called and left me this message about how she was going to, I was going to lose my house and she was going to make sure of it because she didn't get paid and stuff. And I'm listening to this message, like, you know, and I had, I called someone else and I was just like, I just got this message from this person. And they're like, ignore her. You know, she gets paid out of escrow and it'll happen. She's just trying to fast forward it, you know, whatever. And so I was like, okay. So I ignored her, but she kept calling. So we were at the movies. When we got out the movies, I see, I got messages on my phone. I call and listen to the message and I turned to Johan and I go, just one second. And I walked away and I thought I walked a real good distance away, but apparently I didn't, or he kept walking up. And so my back was to him and I called this woman back and straight cussed her out, (laughs) threatened to come to her office and snatch her across her desk. And and I was like, if she ever called me again. And when I got off the phone, I turned around and Johanna was just staring at me. And he was like, there it is. I was wondering where it was (laughs) because I was on my best behavior. And then so, so that one, that Kimberly came out last week because you mess with my girl, you mess with me. So let's start with the comment. The comment, well, to 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 be real quick, what happened last week? Um, why don't you tell people what happened with Harley real quick, and then we'll go from there. Harley is 13 years old and has been having a bath probably every two to three weeks since he was like six months old. Um, he grew up in a daycare. He's always been an in-house dog. He started doing therapy work at two. Being clean is just very important to Lee and I. We've never done anything that was going to make his hair fall out or his skin dry up. Um, so we can just, you know, fast forward past that. I've had a real struggle over the last few years here in Charleston finding the right groomer. And I really thought that I had finally landed on my second um, dream groomer because my first ended up moving back to North Carolina to take care of his mother, which I truly support. So they've been going to this groomer for about six months. And if you know anything about me um, and Harley, he is now starting to show fast signs of aging. Okay, it started about February, I want to say, and it's just been progressing. Nothing is out of the ordinary. He is just aging. Um, So I'm doing everything I can to try to help him and make him, um, you know, continue to enjoy his life, be it two, three, four more years, whatever the case may be. When I picked them up from the groomer, he wanted to let me know that the little one, freaked out. So now that was the first thing that just really did not feel right because you've been doing these dogs now for six, seven months. They have names. Even if you call them by their wrong name, 
at least call him by the, but he kept saying the little one, this and the big one, that. And he told me that the little one freaked out when he turned the dryer off. He said, you know, he's getting much older. I don't think bathing him every two weeks is the smart thing to do. He says, I can't do it anymore. Um, You can bring him in once a month and I can, you know, groom him. But, you know, this is just not fair to him. It's not fair to me. And I'm just looking at him like Scooby-Doo from the cartoon, like I'm turning my head sideways because I'm thinking, am I really listening to this conversation? Harley has never freaked out or had a moment with anybody, not for any reason. It's just not in his DNA. Now, I do know that older dogs have tendencies. I know Harley doesn't like the dryer as much as he used to. And I had that conversation with him. I said, you can put him in the crate afterwards. If he's if you towel dry him, put him in a crate and just let the air blow into the, the um, crate. And if he dries, that's fine. I'm not looking we're not going to the national dog show. Okay. Mm-hmm. Purina is not calling me as much as I thought they would years ago <laughs> saying that we want Harley to be our representative for all of our commercials. So as long as he's clean and he feels good about himself, I can brush him out much later. It's, it's not that big of a deal. So that's how we kind of ended it. And it perturbed me, not to the point where it angered me. It was just I I internalized it as almost like society does with older humans. You get to a certain age and somebody makes this declaration that you're no longer needed. It's almost like, you know, he's past the age of being clean and looking good. So, you know, don't bring him back. And that's pretty much how I took it. So sitting at my computer, I decided to just put it out there on Facebook. I don't usually share very many personal things, but I was feeling some kind of way. And I have a phenomenal um, supportive social media readership. So I was really, I was feeling validated for how I felt. My mother raised me in a manner which, and my father did too, which there was no reason for my neck to roll, my finger to you know, swing back and forth. It wasn't anything like that. I signed the receipt. I said goodbye to everybody. And they had no idea that seeing my ass cross the door sill was the last time they were going to see me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I'm in a quandary because I have two dogs that need to be groomed and maintained on a regular basis. And for our region, groomers are not plentiful. So I don't know what happened on Kimberly's page. Yes. But on my page, I was getting I was getting all of this support. So then I'm sitting in (laughs) um I'm sitting at an event on a Tuesday afternoon, and all of a sudden my phone tings. And I see this, oh no, what you not gonna do. <laughs> and I said, oh, wait, wait, wait. I think I had to save this text message. You know, there are some text messages that you just have to keep, you know, for life. You just say, I'm not gonna ever get rid of it. Um, and that one, my dear Kimberly, goes down with the. <laughs> I'm not going to get rid of this. So my phone tings and she says, we just lost a subscriber after I told her off. And so I said, what happened? And so 
She said, my response was hot. And I said, okay. And so I will let you take it. (laughs) So I will not read a tone into this comment because I don't know that the tone by which this comment was made. It was later edited, but this is the original comment. I'm sorry your groomer is telling you your dog is super stressed out and you need to slow down for his mental health and you're mad about your convenience rather than your poor dog's stress level. I've done nails all my life. It's not rocket science. So now I never said anything about convenience. I never said I was mad. I just said, and I started out by saying, I'm just feeling some kind of way um, because this has never happened. And I told the story. And and again, in my Facebook storytelling, it wasn't angry. Like I never, and I still won't name the grooming um, place. I won't name the person. It's, it's just not a good fit, but the manner in which it took place had me feeling some kind of way because I just internalized it as all of a sudden, you know, you you don't have the patience to deal with. And I just could not imagine. It's like somebody telling you that your kid did something, whether your child did it or not, or whether your husband or your, your partner did it or not, if it is so far out of context of the, of who they are, human or animal, you have a difficult time wrapping your head around it. And I think for people who like Kimberly and I, who blog, who are on social media, who find writing as a therapeutic way of expressing oneself, hence why I put it on Facebook. And I'm fine with the fact that I put it on Facebook. Okay, go ahead, Kimberly. So yeah, my issue with it is how quick people are to criticize when they actually don't have any information. I mean, granted, yeah, you did share the story on the podcast, but as you can see, this person completely, I don't know if this person is a groomer by trade or what's going on, but they're reading something or hearing something in our conversation that wasn't there. I mean, so, cause it's like, I'm sorry, your groomer is telling you your dog is super stressed out and you need to slow down for his mental health and you're mad about your convenience. You know, none of that was the issue. The issue was you know, big one and little one. It's like, do you not know my dog's names? And that's very dismissive. The issue is that you walk into the door and you're told that your dog just flipped out and you did all these things. That's completely out of character. That's concerning to me. If someone were to tell me that about any of my dogs, tell me something that they did something that's completely like, I have never seen this. I want to know more. And, you know, and I would expect to get more of a, uh, a story about like what was going on. Were there other dogs nearby? Was you know what was happening? And then the third is this um, kind of well, I I just can't do this anymore. It's not good for me. As if this person has been dealing with this for six months straight, rather than this being this one time incident. You know, one thing that um, one person said somewhere was that it sounded like the groomer was just having a really bad day. And unfortunately, you got the brunt of that and Harley got the brunt of that. And that very well could be the case for me as a pet parent and knowing what I know about my dogs and how they respond to people. I would be concerned about the next bad day because it's like, what type of energy are you putting off? And do I really want my dog to come back here? I mean, it's one of those where I don't want my dog to become a 
father to someone or for someone to be, you know, cause it's my dog. It's not their dog. And so it's, it's like what you said, it's, it's no point naming names and pulling oh. down a business and stuff. It's just not a good fit. And just because it's not a good fit, it doesn't make them bad. It doesn't make them anything. It's just not a good fit. They are not able to handle your dog for whatever reason. And that's okay. So to me, the comment to me, that's more of a comment for, you know, someone who's rolling their eyes and throwing a tantrum because damn it, I have to find another groomer. When in the podcast, you're talking about how you're going to be doing the baths, how you'll take, go to the veterinarian for the nail trims. And you're, to me, if anything, you put yourself even more, you know, you've inconvenienced yourself 10 times more because you're making multiple trips to do these things to make sure your dog is clean. And I, you know, and I commend you for that because I think a lot of people, especially in this day and age, and this goes by this comment, a lot of people shoot first and ask questions later. And so people get mad at the groomer and they're going to either, you know, say something and make a scene at the groomer or go home, get on social media and leave a nasty Yelp review and, and do all that. And none of that happened because it doesn't need to. And I, you know, I was, you know, and I remember, and I spoke about this either to you or, um, well, I had to be to you. Um, when I first found this groomer, it was after a series at a groomer that was um, having a lot of problems with COVID staffing. And we had gone six months and I was bathing the dogs in the driveway. Cause remember I told you how yeah. he always looked at me like he wanted to cuss me out. <laughs> so, this groomer was referred to me by somebody who cherishes their dog, takes their dog on a regular basis. And I see this dog every all the time. And the dog is impeccably, you know, groomed and, and has great hygiene glances or what have you. So when I went, um, Jack's, of course, was matted behind the, the, the legs and stuff like that. So people in Charleston have a tendency to just shave their doodles down because there's a lot of water around here. And so if your dog is going to be in the water all the time, it just makes it much easier for rinsing and drying off. And and um, he said, I'm going to have to shave him down. So I just envisioned picking Jack's up and he was going to look like a shark egg. And I was like, no, no, don't do that. And so this is what sold me on this guy. He said, listen, the hair is going to grow back. He said, we would, the amount of time it would take to comb out all of these mats. He said, it puts a lot of stress on the dog. It's very painful. It's going to be extremely costly to you because it's going to take up all of my day. He said, when you, we shave the hair down, you won't see the skin. But he said, hair will grow back. And these, this is what got me. Okay, remember when um, Billy D. Williams said to Diana Ross in Lady Sings the Blues, you want my hand to fall off? <laughs> and she was just in love with him, right? So this guy said to me, let's put humanity in front of vanity. Mm -hmm. And clap, that got me. Because that to me, was words from somebody who truly um, had a passion for what they do, had compassion for their client, i.e. the dog. So that's what sold me on him. Um, and so now six months later, you're saying those things to me. Um, and I had to go back to my post. He said, 
Harley lost his mind after I turned the blow dry off. He started barking and screaming and flailing his body around, like trying to get off the table. He said, I don't think you should be bathed every two weeks. And like you said, it was very dismissive. So I was looking for somebody to either unfortunately share a similar experience. And I say, unfortunately, but I know I'm not the only one. And after all of the comments, I see that I am not the only one. You and I both learned about something called dryer seizures, mm-hmm. which was mentioned and you Googled it, we got it at the last episode. So I'm just now learning that these things could happen. So today I got ready to go. Lee looked at me and he said, you're going out dressed like that. And I said, I'm going to go bathe the dog. He said, oh, okay. So how did it work? It worked okay. Harley's bib, I mean, you know, the, the hair under his chin yeah. is kind of long now. So I cut it. I don't know how good a job I did. He's not <laughs> thoroughly dry yet. But, um, you know, he let me do it. I We were in there by ourselves. So I sang and he listened and, you know, I bathed him really good. And we had a great day. We ran some more errands with the windows open so we could air dry. And, um, you know, it's going to be okay. I have some great leads with YouTube videos, and I found a quiet dryer for dogs who don't like the dryer. Mm -hmm. I'm doing some more research before I hit the pay button and order that. Um, So maybe we can get to that point. He is going to have to get groomed. Okay. Yeah. Um, there are certain things that I know I can't do. Not yet. Now, will I ever get to that point? Don't know. Um, I have a couple of leads on what I'm going to do, but I think publicly I will say this, and I think I said it to you already, and I, I certainly wrote about it. I certainly appreciate you um, taking your earrings <laughs> off. <laughs> And, you know, smearing that Vaseline on your face as <laughs> seventh grade. If she scratched me, she ain't going to rip my skin. Uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I appreciate that. I would like to say that I will do you the same, but I hope nobody comes at you. Um, that yeah, way. I just, to me, it it is one of those things. It's, part, it's one aspect of the dog lover community that I don't like. I know that people are passionate. It's just that I feel that you get further with people by offering recommendations and suggestions and resources than you do by criticizing. I mean, years ago, when I was looking into switching to raw feeding, I nearly didn't do it because every time I had a question, I was told that it was a stupid question and I shouldn't even bother. And, you know, people were so damn nasty. And it wasn't until someone actually was like, you know, let's go to coffee. I'll, I'll tell you what I know. And, and sort of, you know, explain stuff to me. Then I was like, okay, I can do this. But I was on my way back to kibble because people were so nasty in these groups. And I think it's, you know, with social media, people are behind a computer. They don't have to see your face. They don't have, there's no instant reaction or response to what they said. So they feel like they can get away with just saying whatever they want to say and, and, doing and going forward. And they just go off about their business. And it's like, that's not necessary. None of that was necessary. I mean, and it's like, and I get that maybe for some people it makes them feel good because, you know, they went and, and spread a little nastiness, you know, cause I don't know, I don't know this person and I don't know what's going on in their lives, but I, I can tell you now people who are happy don't go around leaving nasty comments 
you know, people who are happy, you know, try and empathize. And well, I just don't, I, you know, I couldn't understand how the original post was taken out of context, you know, with the mm-hmm. inconvenience thing, because I never alluded to that. It's not a matter of inconvenience. The dogs are not any, by any means, an inconvenience to me. Um, Lindsay Flynn, the dog walker mm-hmm. from Canada that we uh, interviewed last yeah. year. So her dog had a seizure in January at the groomers and um, was rushed to the ER. It scared the crap out of them. They still go to the same place, but now she's the service human to her dogs and she accompanies them. Mm-hmm. That was the other thing I thought about. Since I'm not a new client to this establishment, they could have suggested or recommended that I stay. Mm-hmm. And that never took place. Now, I know that they are totally oblivious to how I felt and how I feel. Um, I could show up Wednesday for their standing appointment and then um, just go ahead and say, hey, I am um, I'm back. And they wouldn't think anything of it. I don't think that that's going to happen. I think I will make do doing something else. But I I just feel that it could have been handled differently. And that's and so as the paying client, um, well, not so much the paying part, but as the client, you've scared me now in terms of why would I leave my dog with you? Yeah. And that's. That's the thing you you've, I have no choice. I can't leave you with my dog or leave my dog with you. I I just can't do it. Well, Um, I would feel the same way because it's like, I would be worried that something would happen. It's not so much that I worry that they would do something to my dog. It's just that this very intense event happened. And I know dogs live in the moment, but humans do not. We remember. And I would be concerned, like, what if this happens again? And do I need to be there to comfort or go get or whatever my dog? So, you know, I, I mean, and it's, and it's one of those things where, and I, I think, well, you know, as far as the person who left the comment, you know, I think people comment because they're coming from their own perspective of what's going on in their lives. So maybe they deal with a lot of people who complain or who don't care as much about their dog as they should. And so they're, you know, attaching that energy onto us. But um, I don't think I, Tim, you know, I said this last week, but I commend you on how you handled it because I think that you could have gone in so many directions that were wrong. You could have made a scene, which would have, you know, your dog was happy to see you and, and doing well. You could have created all this stress for your dog associated with this place. Cause you know, what, what if something happens and you can go back on Wednesday because of how you handled it, you can go back without feeling uncomfortable or embarrassed by your, about your behavior. Exactly. You, know, you didn't attack them. You didn't, you didn't burn that bridge, which a lot of people walk around with napalm in their pocket, burning bridges <laughs> left and right nowadays, but you didn't burn that bridge. You know, there's yeah. still an opportunity for a discussion, for a conversation, I felt that it's a good idea when you are in those type of situations because it's it's hard to do. I am very passionate and protective about my dogs. <clears throat> and um, there have been a few situations where um, I was pulling the earrings off, ready to go toe to toe with folks. I actually was about to fight two different two men on two different occasions because it was all Sydney. <laughs> they you know threatened to kick my dog. And I was just like, oh, that's what, that's not happening. 
<laughs> and so is and I, this where we're gonna go yeah it's like I think you know both men it's at, at some point in time of my tirade just stopped and looked at me like this little woman's really gonna try to fight me <laughs> and just and got away from me but it's you know it's it's not easy to go through that and I I think that you know, by coming forward with, Hey, I had a similar situation and you did, you got a really nice email from one of my followers. Yes, I did. Having people come out and say, I feel where you're coming from, you know, cause sometimes you just need to know, am I crazy? Am I reading too much into this? And, you know, you know, that type of thing. And in having people say, no, this, I've seen this, or I've experienced this, or I've read about this, you know, and then offering up solutions, you know, because the comment of, you know, clipping nails isn't rocket science. I was just like, please, you know, I just, I can't even, because I don't know about, (laughs) I clipping nails is hard. It is hard. If you have a dog with white nails where you can see the quick and your dog will let you clip their nails, then yeah, it's real easy. But when you have dogs that act like you are severing a limb And then on top of that, they got black nails. So you're terrified of hitting the quick. It is hard. And yes, I have tried the Dremels. My dogs don't like them. I don't even know how I'm using them or if I'm using them correctly. My dogs, I have three senior dogs. It's kind of hard to break out something that's going to be vibrating against their foot and making a noise and expecting them to be okay with it. You know, I saw this thing, Kimberly, and I swear I want to get us, I'm going to create some girls with dog tank tops this summer. Mm-hmm. But this is this is our man, mantra, mantra, however you want to pronounce it. It says, it's the little quote, says, do not judge my story by the chapter you walk in on. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's perfect. Yes, you have to understand for me, I am this person that treats, that thinks that Jackson Harley are like porcelain dolls. Like if you handle them too rough, like Humpty Dumpty, they're going to fall down and you can't put them back together again. I'm that person that if you give me instructions on administering um, drops, whatever, I'm that person in the vet's office to say, all right, you do it. Let me watch. Then I'll know how to do it because I don't want to do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't even envision trying to clip somebody else's nails. And you're right. Harley and Jackson let me hold their paw all day long. I come at them with an instrument. That's not happening. I tried to look at Harley's ears. We were running around the house. <laughs> sat down and flipped the ear and Harley never moved. I mean, so I get that. And everybody has their strengths and their weaknesses. And I'm just saying, if I know that's not my strength, why am I going to test drive it on Harley? Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense. Especially you know, when you have an alternative. And I ha- and I have alternatives. When Suzanne read it, Suzanne said, bring him, when you come to work, bring him to my office. I'll clip his nails. Yeah. You know, and I'm saying, you would? She said, absolutely. So, I mean, I have alternatives, but again, I was trying to, I guess maybe I should have put in there just looking for. No, no, you shouldn't have said anything because there is nothing wrong with anything that you said. This is, you know, this is one of those things where I have learned over the years because, you know, you know, you've known me for years. I used to have a thin, so skin or thin, so skin, skin, so thin. (laughs) 
that it's a wonder I didn't split it open on a daily basis on social media because I would get so offended by people. But I've learned over the years that whenever people come at you like this, they are looking in a mirror and whether they're looking at something, hey, get really my cat. It's like, he's. A, I'm going to crawl into the plastic bags and make a ton of noise. <laughs> but anyway, um, you know, when people are, when people are, um, you know, coming for you, they are coming from a place of either they did it, or this is an experience that they were in. And they are basically responding back at that experience, not at us. You know, it's, you know, I hate using the word triggered because people use it way too often nowadays, but they were triggered by something and they flew off with a response that to me was uncalled for and unnecessary. And I'm gathering that they scuttled off and they, they're not going to be listening to our podcast anymore. That's fine. Um, but I just, you know, I am of the opinion that when someone is struggling, especially if they aren't, you know, throwing a tantrum and they obviously seem to be open to information, you know, someone is struggling, maybe offer a recommendation. If clipping nails is, isn't rocket science, if it's so easy, offer up some tips, you know, um, there's a grooming business. I I just loved. So now I want to talk about somebody and call her by name. Mm-hmm. Um, Rowan Del Greco, you don't know, but you know, um, you're on my Christmas card list now because <laughs> you actually follow Kimberly, but when you heard her rant and then, you know, read what I wrote for you to take the time to email me personally and just offer some suggestions, you, you empathized with me because you have two senior dogs yourself, one 16 year old and a 13-year-old. And I always tell people, congratulations when you have senior dogs, because senior dogs are not um, as common as we think. So for dogs to get to that ripe age where we can say, you know, I have a senior dog, um, I think congratulations is an order to the pet parent because it's not easy. That's not saying anything negative about people whose dogs pass away early in life. Um, I'm just saying that how wonderful that you have a 16 and a 13 year old dog. Yeah. Um, but Rowan did exactly what I was looking for, I guess. Um, she was able to kind of commiserate with me, but also share some of the tricks of her trade that she's been able to do. Um, she talked about the clippers that she purchased from Amazon. She talked about why she got them because of the plastic attachments. Um, she talked about the scissors that she got that prevents her from cutting her dog and just really trimming the hair. Um, and she was so honest. She said, don't get me wrong. I'm nowhere near as good as the professionals, but I can definitely get by and my boys don't need to look like show dogs. So it's all good. And that's pretty much what I'm looking at. Um, That was another thing. The person came back and updated their comment to say, and dogs don't need to be groomed that often. And, you know, you're just overdoing it. And again, I'm just, I'm, I'm still aggravated. I'm aggravated because it's unnecessary. I mean, if you, you can, I'm, I'm open to critiques. I don't know everything. I'm open to be told stuff that I don't know. I want the information, especially if it's going to help my dogs. But if you're going to deliver it in this, you know, like shotgun style of criticism, you lost me. I'm not listening to you. I'm not hearing you. All I'm doing is looking at you wondering who hurt you. Why did you wake up this morning and choose violence? 
Well, this is what I tell people all the time. Once you get past the fact that, again, Harley's never had any skin issues and um, his hair has never fallen out in big patches. Mm-hmm. Um, we happen to like clean dogs because they're in our house and we, we like a clean house. But besides that, God forbid your child is about to go into the OR and you're afraid and your child is terrified. You want Harley and I want Harley to be clean as he rides at the foot of that gurney and keeps your child occupied. Um, Your child holds Harley's tail while they put the IV in. Then I'm able to come back out and tell parents who've never had surgery before in their life as they cry and bury their heads um, into Harley's coat, he's clean. And I can tell them without a shadow of a doubt that your child is sleeping. She did great and she's in good hands and the doctors will be out to talk to you soon. So that's a lot of the reasons why it's important that my dogs are clean because Mm -hmm. my dogs are with people who really need them at their darkest moments. And I want them to have a clean dog um, with them for whatever procedure or um, treatment that they're having. And for whatever reason, Harley and or Jax are in that room with that patient. Um, So again, that's my choice because of the lifestyle that I've selected for them based on the gifts that I've watched them show me that they have. Um, And so I'll never, ever apologize for how often they get cleaned. Mm -hmm. That's never going to happen. Yeah. I think it's I think it's one of those things where you are doing what's right for your dogs. And that's that's a step that people seem to forget in the pet lover community. People like to come for you, you know, not you individual, but just us. You know, people will come for you on social media without asking questions. And I've I've gotten to the point where I'm so used to it that I really it doesn't even phase me anymore. You know, I had the last time someone got upset and came for me, you know, they were telling me that I was, you know, I'm feeding my dogs wrong. I get that, you know, here and there. And it's just sort of like, what am I supposed to do with that? You're feeding your dogs wrong. And I mean, expand upon that. Cause how, what, how do you know I'm feeding my dogs wrong? What am I supposed to be doing? Right. What would you change? I mean, that's not helpful. Those are the type of things in this comment, it wasn't helpful. And so my own, my thing, the reason why I wanted to talk about this today was to tell people one, if someone does come at you this way and they aren't, they're just basically not being helpful Please. 1-800-Kimberly. I know. Please, <laughs> please ignore these folks. You know, ignore them, block them, ban them, move them out into their own little world of negativity. They are not part of your story and don't need to be part of your story. What you need are people who are willing to help. And that's what I saw on Kathy's page. And that's what I saw in the other comments where it was like people who were like, yeah, I've had a similar situation or I totally understand where you're coming from. And that's the type of thing that is helpful because even if it's not offering a tip, at least you don't feel like you're crazy because of what you did. I mean, we have... um, say ARMBL. So I don't know if that's, if I, if I don't know what that is. Armble. She says, I feel you. And I'm only saying she, because I feel like most of our followers are women. I feel you, Kathy, in this episode, hope you find a solution for Harley Jacks in you. Um, Wild 420. 
I see you, Wild 420. I love listening to you, ladies. Have either of you noticed the past few years how high veterinarian costs have skyrocketed? Yes, indeed. Woo, girl, listen, that put that on the topic for tomorrow. <laughs> I, I spent so much money in the last six days between um just this is that season for me. I mm-hmm. have to renew their therapy certification. So this is just that season. But- you know, at the end of the day, um, I take my lunch to work. I get my nails done, but I do my own toes. Yeah. You know, I know um, it's like I've made I a lot of changes, hat, but I bleach it myself. I'll do whatever I need to do for them. Yeah. We used to go out to eat all the time. Now we cook at home. You know, I, I shop coupons. I'm paying attention to things. We, we now we turned a room in our house into a, a storage room. Where we used to, because we started, I think a year ago, I started going to Costco and stocking up. So when stuff was discounted, like laundry detergent, I was, I all of a sudden became that person that was shopping at Costco. Because usually I, I treat at Costco like a grocery store. But now I have, you know, three things of laundry detergent, two things of garbage bags, you know, and stocking up on stuff. And it's nice because now Johan is like, hey, do we have any more detergent? And it's like, go up and look in the room. And sure enough, yep, we do. And because it's yeah, times are changing. But times are changing. And you know, it's sad. I don't have a desire to really go anywhere or do anything sometimes. And this is a whole nother story for a whole nother time. Sometimes I just get so nervous, you know, about being out. And so I I I don't know. With the times changing, I'm getting older. Different things are more important to me. Yeah. Um, we're creating this oasis in the backyard um, with the dogs in mind. And I can't wait. That's where I'm going to be like living. You know, if I'm not in the house, I'm going to be in the backyard doing me. And that's that's what's important. But um, I am going to continue down this journey. Uh, I'll keep everybody posted about what I've decided to do, uh, what I am doing for that moment as I continue to look. Um, I do have more flexibility in my job. Uh, my boss even was aware of it. And she said, look, you know, you do what you got to do. Um, and if it means that you got to do stuff during the middle of the week, during the middle of the day, then that's just what it means. So I have the flexibility to stop what I'm doing and take them, although Lee could do that as well. I will find, I'm hoping that I can find somebody that caters to mm-hmm. senior dogs. To senior dogs, yeah. Wouldn't that be just phenomenal? Well, that's just it, is that you and I have been on this journey for years. And when we met, our dogs were young. And now, you know, we have senior dogs. And yeah. we're, we're learning all of this together because- I mean, it's funny because what you said earlier about how, you know, when your dog reaches that senior dog level, that that says something because, um, you know, it's not often, you know, we talk to people about puppies. We talk about adolescents. You know, we don't actually often have conversations about senior dogs unless we're talking about, you know, illnesses or death. But, you know, things like sundowner syndrome and and drier of what seizures, all of this is new to us. And and it's one of those where, again, this goes back to this is why we as a community, you need to share. We need to share with each other. We need to talk to each other, even if you think someone is being snarky or or 
you know, they feel they're being inconvenienced, still approach that conversation with some empathy and love and offer up some suggestions and recommendations as if that's what, you know, they need, because you may even turn this person around. Sometimes people post up, you know, in a bad moment, don't punish them for it, you know, just help because, you know, this stuff is new. And this goes to this comment from Connie, which I like, that's my mom's name, Connie. And Connie says, um, our 16 year old Wheaton also exhibited sundowning and would become disoriented and confused. After some research, we added a cognitive supplement from Herb Smith to her diet. She showed marked improvement pretty quickly as to the grooming situation. It would bother me also if the person didn't know the um, know my dog's names. That really is a basic client care relationship. So mm. I feel like 99.9% of everyone understood where you were coming from. And, and you know, I did fast. get, so I got a really nice um, comment from Elizabeth and she said, I've been on both sides. I've worked with dogs and my dog was just difficult. And so I've dealt with my share of professionals. I think your groomer was trying to save Harley stress by cutting back his frequency. But I think a more professional person should have, one, let you know Harley was stressed. Two, let you know what he did to make Harley feel more comfortable, like removing the nozzle, giving him time to air dry, remove him from another dog that might have been more stressed. But he probably didn't do any of those things. Or he could have suggested ways to handle it in the future, which means reducing frequency or express service or different days, times, et cetera. But since that didn't happen, my best advice is to take your groomer's suggestions with a grain of salt, do some research of your own, and then you can interview a new groomer with more detailed information and the boys can feel happy and safe. Hey, thank you, Elizabeth. I love that because I, I can't even begin to profess to think of everything. Yes. And that is to me the yes. beauty of having this, this online village. village. Yeah. You know, because um, you are too close to me <laughs> to be objective, hence your rant. Um, <laughs> and um, so, you know, and then, you know, some people said maybe Harley had a bad day, you know? Um, if Harley was having a bad day, then I would not have dropped Harley off. Yeah. Okay. Because again, I could have had an alternative to getting him cleaned. All right. So I don't think that is it. And then this is really cute because, you know, in my thing, I put by Felicia and that is not the person's name. Then I, so I got stuck on this comment because the person said, maybe Felicia had a bad day. And I'm thinking, who the hell is Felicia? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so um and but the majority of people are like you know bad day or not you know kick him to the curb and you know so i get that and those are people that probably have followed us or know us personally mm-hmm. but again um i appreciate everybody's comments on both media pages, Kimberly's and mine. And then also with the, um, the podcast at the end of the day, Harley is fine Mm -hmm. and I will find the right place or we will learn how to make teddy bear pause (laughs) and, um, you know, cut the muzzle the right way and just go on about life. 
And I think it's like in the end, I think we just created a new market. So there are groomers out there. You should create a senior day in your schedule. Oh my if you God, are good yes. with dealing with seniors and you can start educating about seniors. And then all you groomers who are listening, there is a page on Facebook, Platinum Paws, and I'll put a link to it in the description. Um, they did a video a few years ago about how to clip nails. This video has thousands of views because it's so basic and simple. It would be lovely. Look, I know everybody's busy. Everybody's busy. But you know what? People need to learn these things because as we were saying, and people are talking about, prices are going up. I mean, it's it's expensive to do anything right now. So if people can do basic grooming things at home, you can start, start up a YouTube channel, monetize that mofo and start showing how to videos about how to you know, how to clip nails that be, to be perfectly honest, you can't do enough nail clipping videos because there are so many different tools out there to use. There's so many, there's the different colors, there are different, different paws, you know, and just different angles. People will still watch. You could have 50 nail cut. People will watch those videos because they'll find the one that makes more, the most sense to them. And then, you know, like basic trims, like what you were saying is like the little the bib up under the chin, yeah. you know, clipping around the toes, how to do that. And Michael, that. Michael t- was the one that told me about the dryer seizure. And I appreciate that. Um, she also was telling me to um, m- make sure that I tell the next groomer what happened mm-hmm. so that the groomer would understand. But anybody that's out there that's really listening to us just go on and on and on. Um, <laughs> if you are a groomer, we would love to talk to you, especially if you believe that you have some tricks, um, mm-hmm. to the trade or the experience for people besides Kimberly and I, in addition to us with senior dogs, when it comes to, you know, having to have nails clipped, anal glands expressed, ears cleaned, whatever the case may be, we'd love to talk to you. Oh, yeah. Because it's, you know, you can never, ever have too much information. So beneficial. Mm-hmm. Wow. This was like, this is like therapy. I, <laughs> I feel, I feel so free now. Yeah. Well, and my, my dog is clean. He got tight curls though. I mean, they're real tight. <laughs> he looked like, look like he, he got dreads. But I'm going to I'm going to wait and brush them out tomorrow afternoon. There is no reason to have to do it all in one day. There you go. Yep. And so we'll just wait. And um, are you going to write a blog post, you know, with the the tools you end up buying? Yes. Yes, I I am. I am going to um, to write a blog post um, just because there's people that kind of want to know what happened. So. You know, I'll talk about my first. It was really hilarious. I should have had a my GoPro on during the bath because we were having this conversation, Harley and I, as I was, you know, shampooing his tail. <laughs> and so I was saying, now, don't freak out on me because I won't know what to do. <laughs> I said, you're going to have to just be cool till we get home. I said. I'm not going to wash your head because, you know, you got little ear medication in your ears. I said, but we got to wash your mouth. I said, so don't even try to have a fit now. All right. (laughs) And so this was our conversation. 
And I said, how's the water? Is it too warm? I said, how does that feel? I said, it feels good, shake. And I was like, see, we understand each other. I said, uh, but we're going to air dry. We're going to ride around town with the windows down. I said, because if I turn this dryer on and you freak out, I'm running. So that was... That was um, then, then I sang a couple of songs to him. He didn't look like he was too bothered. And um, two towels later, we grabbed some Stella and Chewy um, bacon treats and we tiptoed on out of there. All right. And it cost me $15. $15. Yes, sir. And I left my mess right there. So, so it was it was great. So this is it. You know, for people who are listening, what would really help us out is I would love to know what your go-to grooming tools are and why. And that means your favorite nail clippers, your favorite, you know, brushes. And because the thing about it is I remember when I was new to being a pet parent and, and, um, I have so many different brushes for my dogs because different coat types need different brushes. You know, I have different, um, clippers, nail oh, clippers. When everybody ran out and spent $45 because we had to have the Ferminator. Yeah. Well, I remember <laughs> that. Oh my goodness. And then all of a sudden groomers were like, y'all ripping these dogs hair out. Stop it. Stop using them. I mean, I had so many Ferminators. And then what's so funny is those people were so sizes. They came in sizes. They came inside. And then they had a dog one and a cat one. So I had a cat one and I had all the sizes because they used to be um, blog paws. But sure enough, it's like, and I, I mean, and they said you needed to get the wire brush. So you uh, got wire brush. Then they came out with the wire was too, too sharp. So you had to get the wire brush with the blunt edge. Mm-hmm. Then you had to get the wire brush that had the little ball on it, like the combs that people, like the brushes mm-hmm. people used to buy for humans from Sally's. Yep. Oh yeah, girl, we went to get, oh, you needed a, um, and those things were expensive. That's just the D the D matting comb mm-hmm. with the double blade in it. Oh yeah, send us your go to um, products. We we that we'd love it. Yeah, to but yeah, because it's like it's really interesting. Because yeah, I have and because I have I don't have a a doodle, but I have a husky mix. Thankfully, his coat is more similar to the other side of his breed, the golden retriever. So I don't have the blowouts that people talk about, but um, I do have to keep him him brushed and groomed and mm-hmm. and stuff. And I have to do that on a regular basis. And, yeah. you know, to, or else we have, you know, the tumbleweed of dog hair flowing through the house. Oh, He's showing me the back. I'm looking for my shadow. I know. <laughs> I thought you were just showing me the back of your hair. Like maybe you did something different. No, I, I got to go get a cut, but I can't go anywhere anymore today. I'm done. I am done. <laughs> I am going to go and get a frame for I got a poster that's um, all Chinese medicine information. I thought it was going to come with like a, a cheat guide like this, but it was a poster. So I'm going to go get a frame for it so I can hang oh, it. Nice. And nice. then I need to get a pot for a new plant that I got yesterday and I'm going to grow. I needed some more thyme and some more rosemary and some oregano that I'm going to grow. So that's my afternoon. Okay. There was, there was a song from the graduate. 
Remember? Do you remember The Graduate, the movie? I never saw The Graduate. Yeah, they sing this song, Simon and Garfunkel, something, something, Rosemary and Fine. Okay. You know, I yeah. sing every podcast we have. I oh, okay. A song in there. All right. Okay. Okay. But before we hang up, um, I don't know if we said this, but did you go see Maverick? Not yet. So good. So good. Johan wants to go see it again. So I think we're going to go all, see it again. All my money went to the vet. I'm going to Oh, see. yeah, no. Ain't that how it is? But that's okay. They're, they're <clears throat> well, go see it next month. It's very yeah. good. It made me think of you because of the motorcycle. I said, next speaking week. of which, somebody in this house just bought a motorcycle. No, he didn't. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, wait a minute. Stop, stop. Because I'm a motorcycle snob. What did he buy? I don't know. It wasn't a Harley, though. I'll 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 go and ask him and I'll text you what he bought. But it's it's beautiful. It's very beautiful. He's gonna go get his. I don't know what it's called. Um, uh, what is it? Type I don't know. Type A license or something. Yeah, yeah. You got to get his type A license. So yeah. he's gonna go do that. And um, right so yeah, he just right. wanted something. He was like just to drive around town on nice days and have some fun. So you gonna be the woman on the back? No. That's how it starts, girl. No, I'm not. You'd be like, I want my own. I do, exactly. And I'm not doing that. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. I'll All right, baby. Later. Listen, take care. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye.